Thank you, Joyce. <clears throat> it's comforting to hear those familiar hymns from our book. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. My name is Susan, and welcome to Unity Center for Positive Living on this Palm Sunday. Today, I would like to read to you from the Daily Word, and it is Palm Sunday. I celebrate and welcome the Christ. Palm Sunday begins Holy Week and commemorates Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. Although he arrived humbly, seated upon a donkey colt, the excitement of the gathered crowd amplified the celebration as they waved palms and shouted. Spiritually, the crowds represent humanity joyously responding to the presence of the Christ among them. Jerusalem symbolizes the place of perfect peace. Today, I celebrate and claim this peace as my own, as the awareness of the Christ draws in, dawns in me. With each prayer on my lips and every thought in my mind, I celebrate and welcome the Christ of my being anew. And from John 12, 13, so they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. And we will open our singing with Surely the Presence. And I have a feeling that Phil's going to help Joyce because she needs a little you. And now, if you would join me, please, in saying our opening statement. We will do that together. There is only one presence and one power active as the universe and as my life, God the good. And this morning, our welcoming song is I Am Gonna Sing. And let's hear you sing. Open those mouths wide. Joyce needs help because her voice is not as powerful as it usually is. So let's drown her out. 
So it's now time to greet our neighbors. And if you are on Zoom, you can go to gallery view so you can see everyone and give them a smile, high five, a wave, whatever feels right for you. And <clears throat> it's time for our announcements. These are the ones I know, and if you have others, you can, uh-oh, um, you can speak up. Today is the board meeting after the service, and you, of course, are all welcome to attend. This afternoon at 2 o'clock is grandfather's service at Bear Raven at 2 o'clock, and um, Irene included all the activities in the email that you received this week, so you can also read about um, all of the viewing options for Circle America. There are two movies and a five-part series on PBS that you can watch any or all of to get immersed in um, the information about Indigenous peoples that we'll be talking about at the end of the month. Um, are there any other announcements? I'll take that as a no. Okay. So if you would join me please in the unity statement, we will say that together. We believe in our oneness with all life and the power of love. We teach universal principles and values as taught by Jesus and others, revealing the one God presence. We practice prayer, meditation, and service to be conscious of our oneness in God. And our song of joy today is Allelu, Allelu. Thank you. 
you, Joyce. Today, our reading will be given by Eileen. And Eileen, there you are. Carrying the Christ. So this is from our release and renew booklet for Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday is traditionally a celebration of the life of Jesus and can also be a celebration of the Christ nature of each of us. The story in chapter 21 of the Gospel of Matthew says, Jesus told the disciples where to find a donkey and her colt. And he asked them to bring the colt to him. He would ride into Jerusalem where followers had gathered, not on a fine horse like the Roman soldiers, or even on a trusted and trained donkey, but on an untried colt. What an odd choice. Jesus gets our attention with unorthodox teachings and strange metaphors. If the colt represents our collective, unbridled, untried, and impulsive humanity, the story seems to communicate that we are still worthy to carry the Christ. We do not carry our Christ nature on our backs as the colt carried Jesus in the story but we carry the Christ as part of our essential nature. Humanity has been imbued with a spiritual faculty to work with our reflective intelligence, and it is all part of the perfect design. We may be fearful, much like a little cult, that we are not up to the task of carrying this Christ nature, that we will make mistakes and not always respond to outer conditions in the best way. We may not always see ourselves as worthy to be a part of Palm Sunday's celebration of the wisdom and power of Jesus and our own Christ. And the truth of our being, just as we are, is the journey of Lent. Along the way, we patiently notice fears, doubts, and the many ways we constrict the power and beauty that we are. As we observe these thoughts of unworthiness, instead of dwelling on times we stumbled, we remind ourselves of the truth of our being. We keep our thoughts on our power to learn from our experiences without being defined by or tried or tied to the past. We release fears and doubts without giving them power any longer. Hosanna is the joyful acknowledgement that error thought is overcome through our Christ nature. We remember that Jesus chose the untried cult so long ago and we affirm that every one of us is called today to celebrate our worth, our Christ nature, and all that we bring to the world. Thank you, Eileen. <clears throat> Thanks for sharing that great booklet. It's, it's been wonderful. And now we will say our affirmations together. So if you would join me, please. I am the love of God in expression. I am truly thankful for all the good I already experience. I am growing more prosperous with every day. I am healthy, active, whole, and happy. I am always growing and expanding into the fulfillment of my potential. I am at peace knowing that everything I need comes to me in the perfect time and in the perfect way. And today we will be saying the progressive Lord's Prayer. 
So if you would join me in that. Our creator who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, I am. I am thy kingdom come, I am thy will being done. I am on earth even as I am in heaven. I am giving this day daily bread to all. I am forgiving all life even as I am also all life forgiving me. I am leading all people from temptation. I am delivering all people from error. I am the kingdom, I am the power, and I am the glory of God in eternal, immortal manifestation. Amen. Thank you, Joyce. Well, not only is it Palm Sunday, but it is the second Sunday in April, and that means that we are joined by Audrey Pitchford, who is a licensed Unity teacher from Olympia, and she is going to um, talk to us today with a talk entitled Jesus the Christ. Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus. Welcome, Audrey. Thank you, Susan. Good morning, everyone. All right, well, Jesus and his disciples went to a restaurant and they said, we would like a table for 26, please. And the head waiter said, well, I only count 13 of you. And Jesus said, well, yes, but um, you see, we're only going to sit on one side of the table. <laughs> All right. Well, happy Lent, everyone. So here we are still in my favorite time of the year, we're celebrating Lent, and I hope you are continuing to enjoy this blessed time of the year as much as I am. This is such a great time for working on our spiritual practices, and in unity, one of the things we work on in Lent is releasing that which no longer serves us, and we have such a great topic today. As Susan mentioned, we're going to be talking about Jesus, the Christ, Jesus Christ, and Christ Jesus. And this is all part of our study of this book, Heart-Centered Metaphysics by Reverend Dr. Paul Hasselbeck. And remember that metaphysics is just a fancy word meaning beyond the physical. And in unity, the word metaphysics is also a word for theology, um, a word that addresses big questions such as what is God? What is humanity? What is our relationship with each other? And as we talk about these questions, we bring more than just our brains. We bring a heart-centered perspective to answering these questions. So we bring love. We bring compassion and courage and oneness to these questions, more than just a mental exercise. 
All right, so what in the world are we talking about? Jesus, the Christ, Jesus Christ, and Christ Jesus. There's a great quote in this book, and I don't know if any of you have heard of this fabulous book, uh, or even if it's showing up right side uh, forwards or backwards on your screen from Unity writer uh, Eric Butterworth, Discover the Power Within You. And a question that uh, someone wrote in and asked him is, what was Jesus's last name? And he said, many people will say Christ. One person confessed that he had always thought Jesus was the son of Mr. and Mrs. Christ. And he said, actually, um, back in Jesus's time, last names were not understood in the same way as in today. And Christ is simply the Greek version of the Hebrew word meaning Messiah or Savior. And so um, I love I love that little quote that um, some people thought um, Jesus was the son of Mr. and Mrs. Christ. And certainly we do hear many times the words Jesus and Christ used interchangeably. And in unity, we use these terms a little differently. So this is what we're going to be talking about here today. We do distinguish between these words here in unity. And you might have noticed that in our daily word. And you might have noticed that in that reading that Eileen read from our Unity Lent booklet. So First, in unity, when we talk about Jesus, we're talking about the man from Nazareth. I have a friend who also goes to unity, and she's like, yeah, Jesus was just a guy. He was just a guy. Well, he was a guy. He was a man uh, in Nazareth a couple thousand years ago. And uh, we recognize that Jesus was a person. We also look at the Bible from a metaphysical standpoint. We look beyond the physical and we interpret each character in the Bible as representing something in us. So when we look at Jesus, one thing we can represent one thing we can look at him representing metaphysically is that part of us that um, that is aware that we are more than our body or more than our personality, because Jesus recognized that he was more than just a guy. He was more than just a carpenter in the Middle East. He was more than his human self. And so he represents the part in each of us that recognizes we are greater than our humanity. We are greater than our human lives. We are greater than our personality. All right, and then we have this word, the Christ. And this word literally means anointed one. And sometimes we also interpret this word, the Christ, as meaning divinity. Uh, or I love this definition of divinity, the idea that contains all ideas. Or divinity meaning our true essence, our divine nature, our sacred nature, that Christ essence within. And you may have noticed that from hearing our daily word or hearing Eileen's reading, that Christ nature is within, in unity, we believe, in each of us and in every human being. So not just in people who attend unity churches, but in everyone on the planet, that we believe that Christ essence is in every person, regardless of how 
um, they see it, whether they believe it or not. And even if we're having trouble believing it, that we, um, we trust that it's there. All right. So given that, we have a couple um, spiritual practices we can try. And uh, I love that they're called practices because we can try them out. They may not be easy. Um, so here's the first one. Um, we can ask ourselves, are there times that I'm using those words, Jesus and Christ, interchangeably? Now, here's a really good example. If a historical event occurred more than 2,000 years ago, many times the year that it happened is said to have happened BC or before Christ. Well, what does that mean? What are we really talking about? And some history books are starting to use a different expression saying BCE before Common Era to kind of separate out, you know, what are we really talking about? Are we really talking about Jesus and Christ as the same thing? Or are we trying to separate out kind of a different understanding of Jesus and Christ? And we can examine in our own thinking, am I, am I mushing those together, which isn't, which isn't a bad thing? Um, and if I am, do I want to separate those or not? And what would that look like for me if I tried to, to separate those in my own consciousness? So that's one potential spiritual practice. All right, here's the next one. This one, this one is a little bit of a stretch for some. If Christ is a title, how does it feel to put the word Christ after your name or the names of other people you know? So we hear Jesus Christ. How does it feel to say Audrey Christ or John Christ or Susan Christ or Jerry Christ or Liz Christ or the names of other people you know? And for some people, that feels heretical. And, it, and maybe the initial reaction is like, oh, I don't know. And maybe it's a stretch. And maybe we add on to that practice a statement saying, I see the divine in you. So maybe in our heads we say, bank teller Christ, I see the divine in you. Grocery checker Christ, I see the divine in you. All right, so potential spiritual practice, a way of identifying how, how do we apply this idea of the Christ being in everyone. All right, so we have this great Bible quote from the book of Colossians that says, to them, God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And I love this quote um, because at the time this was written, this message was going to um, a group of Jews who historically had been kind of an insular community you know, seen themselves as the chosen people, had seen the Gentiles as like other people. And they were hearing this message that God had even revealed 
um, greatness to even the Gentiles, even these other people who weren't necessarily the chosen people. And so we see this message that the divine is for everyone. And then we hear this last line, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So we remember that that divinity is in all of us. And the divinity is, is really the, the key, the, the key to that kingdom of heaven. That is our, that is our hope. All right, circling back to our terms for the day. So now we have this term, Jesus Christ. Now, when we see this in unity, typically this represents the perfect human demonstrated. So when Jesus was alive, he recognized his humanity, but also his divinity. And so he expressed a perfect blending of his Christ nature and his human potential to express that Christ nature. And sometimes um, this is also referred to as the I am or the divine expression. And so um, we saw that uh, example in the gospel stories of Jesus expressing that perfect human example of humanity and divinity in expression. And in unity, when we see the term Jesus Christ, we understand that to be the perfect human in expression. Finally, we have this term, Christ Jesus. And this term is very similar to the idea of the Christ. This represents uh, it says here the truth idea underlying expression. So we might think of that as the divinity beyond um, the appearance. I like this picture because I think of the divinity uh, beyond the appearance, kind of like the sun behind the clouds. So on a cloudy day, we might remember that the sun is still back there, even if we don't see it behind the clouds, uh, remembering that the divine is always present, even if uh, I don't read readily recognize it or I don't readily see it. Sometimes also Christ Jesus is um, seen as the idea of the ascended Jesus or the ascended master. Um, so the, the idea of um, Jesus having attained complete spiritual perfection after the ascension uh, that's referred to in the Bible. All right, some pretty big ideas here. So um, why does it matter? We've talked about Jesus. We've talked about the Christ, we've talked about Jesus Christ, we've talked about Christ Jesus, and um, yeah, I'd love to open it up now. Why does it matter? Why, why do you think it's, why do you think we're distinguishing between these terms? Is there any value in doing this? If so, what is the value? Yeah, John, love to hear what you have to say. Oh, John, you might be on mute still. There, yeah. there you go. Okay, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, well, you know, that to me is one of the most important things that we need to understand, that you can look at uh, being anointed as being, another word is inspiration, being inspired and motivated. These are the things that when we really get a grip, we get a grip <laughs> on this understanding, 
It means that as we follow that inner guidance system that all of us have, that we are being led by the Spirit of God. Some people would, would phrase it that way. And we are. It, uh, whether you want to acknowledge that or just realize it in your own spirit, that this is what's going on. As I listen, and I don't get con overly concerned with things, because we know that we have that same power in us that can bring about manifestation in this physical world. Like we're looking for peace, like you wouldn't believe nowadays. I mean, peace, Lord God, peace, you know. And how do we get that? We get to be in peace ourselves, And we love one another. We respect one another just right where they are. So that's the most important thing that we can realize. And it, it's, it takes time. You know, we were, we were taught a certain way, at least I was, you know, about uh, how things are and God's up here and we're down here and whatever. And we all, we all share similar experiences. But anyway, to realize the potential. And that's one thing I liked about Charles Fillmore. You know, that was one of the things that he stressed very much, that we understand that, what we have. And we have an effect on the overall consciousness of the planet. As we realize it, it helps other people. They get the message eventually, all of, which all of us do if we... If we if we don't have that, we don't have any hope at all. <laughs> anyway, that's that's my I don't, excuse me for but I get excited about it. It's it's wonderful that you brought this message today, and uh, it it's something that is really important that we understand. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you, John. I I really appreciate you sharing, and I love the idea of. Um, of looking at uh, being anointed as uh, being inspired. And um, yeah, because uh, I um, one of the affirmations I work with is I'm guided to, uh, to live my purpose and the divine shows me the way. Yeah, yeah. It looks like um, Eileen might have something to add. So yes, up close and personal, Eileen. Um, so for me, when we're talking about it, you're talking about names. And at the beginning of the year with our students, we have this whole thing that we do with the importance of names and how we distinguish who we are and our value in a name. And so when we're distinguishing these differences in Jesus and Christ, and Jesus the Christ and Christ Jesus, to me, I'm feeling and hearing this progression of our understanding of Christ and what those different things are and those different levels and perspectives and it makes me also kind of think it might sound silly but when thinking about naming a child and i was like if we have a boy i wanted to have a name like thomas or christopher or um uh, benjamin where it can grow with the person and it can have a different meaning or a different feel to it when you have a little kid that you're calling benny versus, you know, a young man who chooses Ben because it's strong and Benjamin because it's, you know, more professional. And so to me, I'm just thinking about those ways that the name changes in meaning. And I think that it's an important distinction. So. Yeah, thank you, Eileen. Thank you. Names matter. They really do. Yeah, yeah. what we 
call ourselves, what we call each other, how we think about ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Anyone else want to jump in? Yeah, Tom. So one of the, the questions that I had while, while you were speaking was, the con or the the concept of Christ being a a state as opposed to Christ being a title. You can have a title that says you're the president of the United States, and that's a title. But president is is not to me um, a state of being like Christ is. And I was wondering if you could speak to that. Yeah, yeah, well, um, yeah, I'm thinking, well, I, um, so, um, I would say that, um, For me, um, for me, I would say that uh, I think um, that I think. Christ is a title, but also more than a title. Um, because I think it refers to something that's inherent in our beingness. Um, it's not something that can be taken away. It's not something that ends after a four-year term. It's not something that has to be elected or chosen or voted upon. It's not something that we're granted. Um, um, you know, by the decree of other human beings. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, and I suppose like all analogies, uh, the analogy breaks down and the wheels fall off at some point. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know if that's helpful at all, Tom. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Susan. Um, you asked earlier, if if we would um, take that name on, like Susan Christ, and and then you're just talking about a, a way of being, and I've always um, thought about Christ meaning of God, so I would like being called Susan of God, and um, anyway, that just popped into my head. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's lovely. I think that's really lovely, Susan. And um, and I know for some folks, especially depending on the, the spiritual tradition we come out of, you know, the word Christ might still have baggage and it might be, you know, easier and more accessible to say Susan of God. And uh, that might, that might, that might be a bridge and easier for us to feel our divinity um, to, to be able to use that expression. Yeah. Susan, it looked like you were on the brink of saying something else. I didn't want to cut you off or misspeak or what with what you're saying. No, I just thought of something else. I was thinking about Catherine Ponder and about 
<clears throat> her talk about the the 12 powers and when she talks about making uh, an illustration of that for for someone to do that so they can immerse themselves in that um, she suggests um, a golden kind of halo thing over the head and above the picture of me you know i put um uh, i i am christ and so to me that means i am of god and anyway one more tidbit nice nice gotta love Catherine ponder she's pretty fabulous all right john i see your hand again okay i'd like to say one more thing and i'm sure he's got something to say too but uh it's something that we attain to, I believe, this anointing. You know, we seek and desire to have understanding and open ourselves to the wisdom that is there. It is ours. God gave it to us in the very beginning, where it says, behold, the lamb that was slain. It's a, it's a deep mystical meaning for, for what, what we're talking about. And I believe they called him Jesus Christ because he, they knew he was anointed. He was coming from that, that high place in consciousness that we all can seek and desire to be a part of our, you know, to, to express it. I, I think that might help a little bit uh, for us to help. To, it's a deep subject. I tell you, I've struggled with some of these, these things for years, and I'm still, I've got some songs that, I, I, that I'm writing that we must learn to love each other no matter how uh, they may seem to us, there is that potential within them as well, if they would seek it and, and begin to live it, that higher consciousness, which will be the new Jerusalem, that state of peace for the whole world. So anyway, that's enough. <laughs> I better sign up here. <laughs> Thank you, John. Thank you, John. Or if we could only see it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and Sherry, Sherry, what were you going to say? Well, when um, when we say uh, anointed one, it's real close to appointed. <laughs> I feel like uh, we, um, I, I mean, you hear Christed people and stuff. I think of as a, as a title that you take on a, a mission that you have accepted to come into this life with and that, um, they, that we're here by appointment anyway, and that, um, that we have chosen. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. Um, I know some friends who say we are not here by accident, but by divine appointment. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you, Sherry. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, thank you so much, everyone. I love it when uh, folks jump into uh, the conversation. Um, so um, I appreciate um, people sharing their thoughts. So I'll share... Um, why it matters to me while why I think this is Im, important to ponder. Um, one of the um, one of the things that has come up for me during this Lenten journey is the importance for me of loving where I'm at and recognizing that um, um, I'm certainly not always perfect and 
um, that I'm still worthy of love, even when I'm not perfect, and that others are not perfect, and others are still worthy of love, even when they're not perfect. And somewhere along the way, um, I know sometimes I get this confused in my head, like I get this connection in my head about that stuff has to be perfect for it to be lovable or worthy. And I get those ideas mushed together in my head. And um, we are certainly on a human journey. And during Lent, I think for me, that becomes more apparent that we're on a human journey. And I notice that I have stuff to let go of. And one of my mistaken beliefs to let go of is this idea that I have to be perfect to be worthy or I have to be perfect to be lovable or loved. Um, we've talked a little bit before in Unity about um, denials or release statements. And I heard an excellent all-purpose denial um, last week that I wanted to share with you. Um, it has a cuss word in it, and I'm not going to say the cuss word here. Um, I'm going to beep it out just somewhere. Um, but this uh, all-purpose denial was excellent. And remember, a denial is a statement of letting something go. And a friend of mine shared this with me. And uh, her all-purpose denial was let that beep go, which I thought was excellent. <laughs> um, just as a reminder that there's times that we all get stuff in our head that we just need to let that beep go. And, um, and uh, we're going to be getting into some affirmations momentarily. And I remind myself that I am worthy of love at every age and every stage of my journey. And so is everyone else. I think unity does a really good job of reminding us to see the divinity within us. And I think it's so important too, we need to remember to see that Christ presence, that divinity in others. And remember that others um, are just uh, on their same human journey like we are and we see the divinity in others as well. So our power um, for the month of uh, April, we're going to get into shortly. But one last uh, picture, going back to my joke from the beginning, which I thought was hilarious, and I hope you enjoyed it as well. Um, I think part of why Jesus and his disciples are all sitting at one side of the table is because there's room for us on the other side of the table, that we are just as much in the mix with Jesus and his disciples. Um, one of my teachers at Unity Village used to call them the disciples because they never understood what Jesus was talking about. And they uh, were always giving him blank looks when he was trying to teach them. And um, Jesus was probably always rolling his eyes because they never understood his statements. And um, they always argued about petty things like who got to sit at the head of the table and who got to be first in the kingdom of God. And they were so human. And, and sometimes we're very human as well. And um, we all have that Christ presence within, just like the disciples did. And we're all worthy to be sitting there at the table with the divine, with the most high. So our Unity co-founder, Charles Fillmore, identified 12 powers that are attributes of the divine. And because in Unity, we believe that we are all expressions of the divine, we believe that these 12 powers are in each of us as well. And so this power of love is the power of attraction, magnetism, harmony, 
the unifying constructive building force of spirit, what helps us comprehend oneness and unity and our ability to feel affection and desire for. So what attracts us to things, what helps us see oneness in each other. And we have an affirmation around the power of love that says, I am love. Any sense of discord or conflict evaporates. I let go of resentment, anger, and blame right now. I am a radiating center of God's love. I am harmony and serenity. I am love. And I invite us to affirm this together. I am love. Any sense of discord or conflict evaporates. I let go of resentment, anger, and blame right now. I am a radiating center of God's love. I am harmony and serenity. I am love. And we know that this is so. And we know that the power of love has the power to heal and to bless. So friends, I invite us to love our Lenten journey and love ourselves and love others, no matter where others are at, no matter where we are at, whether we are riding that wobbly newborn colt like we heard about in Eileen's reading, whether we feel like we're the wobbly colt trying something out on shaky legs, I invite us to continue to ponder the differences between the names Jesus and Christ. And most of all, I invite us to continue to ponder the ways that we see the Christ presence in ourselves and especially how we see the Christ presence in others, even when it might be challenging especially when it might be challenging, I invite us to affirm that we see that Christ nature in ourselves and in each other, and that we're continually open to seeing and experiencing that presence of the divine revealed in all. And we'll take some time now to meditate on the power of love. And so this meditation written by Reverend Bronte Colbert. I invite you to settle into your chair and hear these words as the words of your own heart. Today, I open my heart and mind to the spiritual power of love. I am a radiant expression of divine love a brilliant stream of infinite possibility. This love beams from me and shimmers in a rainbow of colors as I love others. Each day is an opportunity to express love. I look for places and people I can silently bless with my thoughts. If I watch the news, I use it as a tool to know where to focus my prayers, my love, and my positivity. I look for the uplifting examples of loving kindness that abound in this world. 
I find creative ways to perform acts of kindness through a small gift, a large tip, a positive note, a compliment. I infuse my smiles with light and love. When I choose to keep my mind focused on unconditional love, as the greatest power in my life, I create and experience greater possibilities than I have ever imagined. And I take a few moments in the silence to welcome into my consciousness joy, success, health, wisdom, abundance, harmony, and love right now in the silence. I welcome joy, I welcome success, I welcome health, I welcome wisdom, I welcome abundance, I welcome harmony, and I welcome love. I see the Christ nature of others and myself, and I love freely, and fully. And so it is. Amen. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your love of the Lenten season and of Jesus the Christ and for just being with us. Thank you. It's time now for our offering. And first, we want to thank everyone who has sent their offerings to the church. And you can send checks to Unity of Centralia at 800 South Pearl Street in Centralia, 98531. Uh, you can also donate on the website. And um, in addition to your treasure, we thank everyone who shares of their time and talents as well. So we are going to say our offering prayer together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am.
and our blessing of thanks. We bless these gifts and send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly. And so it is. And <clears throat> it is time for our healing prayer. If you would like to focus our collective group healing energy for someone, just speak up their name or you can hold them quietly in your hearts. Today we continue to pray for the people in Eastern Europe. Yeah. Um, in our own community, we pray for the people who have challenges with housing and basic needs. And if you have um, healing prayer requests, you could speak those now. Just unmute and say the names of the people or situations. My granddaughter and her family. We pray for Tom's granddaughter and her family, for the people in Ukraine and the surrounding countries helping them, and for the folks struggling in our own community. Blessed Mother, Father, God, we ask for the highest and greatest good for all and endeavor to see them through your eyes, knowing all is in divine order. Amen. And together we will say our prayer of protection. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. And we will sing the peace song. If you are there in person, you can gather up, and the rest of us will make a virtual circle.
Thank you, Joyce. And a big thanks to everyone who made today's service possible. Audrey, for your wonderful talk. Eileen, for the reading. Joyce, of course, for the wonderful music, including the Easter music. And uh, Penny for the slides and Tom for setting up there. Thank you, everyone. And next week, Reverend Rosella Sims will join us. So come back then. And remember, the board meeting is after the service today, and you are all welcome to stay. Okay, have a great week, and you can unmute and chit chat for a minute. <laughs>